Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It's Tuesday, December 20th, 545 a.m. Central Time as I speak here. March corn futures up one and a quarter at 648 and a half. January soybeans up four and three quarters at 1465 and a half. March Chicago wheat up a quarter cent at 748 and three quarters. March Kansas City wheat up six and a quarter at 849 and three quarters. March spring wheat up seven at 915 and a quarter. If you guys are listening on the podcast, appreciate it. If you're watching on YouTube, like, subscribe, comment. All that stuff helps YouTube to help me to grow this channel. Always appreciate it, guys. If you'd like some additional information from me, visit my website, www.standardgrain.com. Check out my premium subscription service today, guys. I send my premium subscribers a ton of information direct from me every single business day. Morning email goes out about 5.30 a.m. Central Time. In that email, you'll see every overnight headline you need to be aware of. Charts, graphics, weather information, all of my uh, grain marketing recommendations. My daily subscriber-only videos are part of this deal. Yesterday, I talked about put options as they relate to expected production of the 2023 corn and soybean crops. Guys, in the YouTube videos, in the podcast, I talk about the news. In the premium stuff, I talk about real-world grain marketing. We uh, do a lot of analysis. This is much more in-depth. If you guys are interested in this sort of content, sign up today, 50 bucks a month. Cancel at any time. No other fee, no other obligation. Nobody will try to sell you anything else, I promise. China's reopening is not going well. Barron's reports this morning that crematoriums, I guess that's a morgue, uh, they are under strain amid an influx of bodies. Some have said that the new surge in COVID cases following what the Financial Times called a botched reopening is impossible to track. Hospitals are strained. Pharmacy shelves are bare in some cities. One Chinese doctor told Barron's this. At present, after being infected with the Omicron variant, the main cause of death remains underlying diseases. Unofficial estimates from the Financial Times indicate that 40% of Beijing's 22 million people have contracted the Omicron variant. Bloomberg reports this morning that China has now narrowed how it defines a COVID death. They're going to rule a COVID death only uh, for people who tested positive for COVID and then died of respiratory failure. So uh, this kind of confirms, I think, that the Chinese statistics regarding COVID have probably been wrong or at the very least misleading uh, all the entire time. Chinese purchases of U.S. corn are down 70% versus the same period last year. Is this why uh, corn purchases are down? I don't know. You know, the the Chinese corn purchases out of the United States that occurred beginning in 2020 uh, were really still kind of like an anomaly. You know, it's kind of a new thing, China being a big buyer of U.S. corn. So we don't know if that's here to stay or not. Uh, Chinese purchases of, of U.S. soybeans are actually up a few percentage points year over year. So we're doing okay there. The U.S. dollar trades lower this morning amid a surprise announcement from the Bank of Japan. Uh, The bank raised the cap on its benchmark 10-year yield to around a half a percentage point from a quarter previously. So that's a big deal, and that was a big surprise to most economists out there. One analyst at Deutsche Bank said this, It's important not to underestimate the impact this could have because tighter BOJ policy would remove one of the last global anchors that's helped to keep borrowing costs at low levels more broadly. So Japan was one of the last places you could still borrow money cheaply or for next to nothing. Inflation is rising in Japan. Uh, The bank's move may have simply happened a little bit sooner than a lot of people had expected. The U.S. dollar, in my opinion, has not had a huge impact on the grain markets this year. It's been weird. So I've got this chart on my screen here. This is corn and the U.S. dollar. And the the weirdest part about it or something that's not normal is what you saw here, like 
begin during the middle or like later part of 2021, corn and the dollar rose simultaneously. And this was a weird deal because this is when uh, we, we back in like, you know, it was on October, November last year, we knew that the Fed was going to pivot and that they were going to start to raise rates. But at the same time, you had large money managers buying corn, buying other commodities as a hedge against inflation. That's not the only reason corn rallied, but that's part of it, I think. So you had this weird deal for um, really the first half of 2022. And now it's gotten a little more I just don't really see that uh, whole situation lining up anymore. But the, the relationship has been interesting. So I don't necessarily know right here and now that a lower dollar is bullish grains or vice versa because it's been such an odd year uh, with this with these Fed hikes that they've really manipulated uh, the action in the dollar and in the currency markets. Widespread rains expected to hit most of Brazil before year's end. Uh, the vast majority of the country's corn and soybean crops should see an inch to two inches of rain in total. Over the next 10 days, some areas will see up to five or six inches. Uh, far southern Brazil, this area right here, and if you look at it on the production density map, this is uh, Rio Grande do Sul, represents 14%, give or take, of the country's uh, soybean production. That area is dry, and if there's a problem area this year, it's this far southern state of Brazil. If you put them side by side, they're already dry down here, and that's the one area that's probably not going to see the rain uh, over the next 10 days. Uh, there's some stuff in the extended forecast. I don't know how reliable that is. So generally speaking, I think Brazil's in pretty good shape, barring this uh, these far southern areas, which could be problematic. Wetter forecast for Argentina remains mostly intact this morning. A good, a good uh, chunk of the country's corn and soybean areas should see some rains between now and year's end. Russia says U.S. defense systems delivered to Ukraine would be priority targets. So the U.S., of course, is planning to send this state-of-the-art Patriot missile defense system to Ukraine. That's a system that would help to safeguard Ukrainian cities and infrastructure from Russian military attacks. Russia's foreign minister said that the U.S. had effectively become a party to the war by providing Ukraine with weapons and training its troops. The ministry called this another provocative move by the U.S. In a very quick response, U.S. Air Force General Pat Ryder said that the U.S. was not going to allow comments from Russia to dictate the security assistance that we provide Ukraine. Uh, Ryder went out to say this. I find it ironic and very telling that officials from a country that brutally attacked its neighbor in an illegal an illegal and unprovoked invasion through a campaign that is deliberately targeting and killing innocent citizens and destroying civilian infrastructure that they would choose to use words like provocative to describe defense systems that are meant to save lives and, and protect civilians. If this was five months ago, you'd probably see the wheat market move on this. I just think anybody who's tried to buy grains on the Black Sea headlines have been burned so badly. I just don't think they want any part of it. U.S. corn shipments improved a little bit last week. About 29 million bushels of corn inspected for export during the week ending December 15th. That print was up 44% on the week, but still down 26% versus the same period last year. Accumulated corn shipments for the current marketing year are down 30% versus the same period last year. Sales are down 48%. So still a lot of problems when it comes to corn exports, both sales and shipments. Soybean shipments were okay, 1.6 million. That's uh, about 60 million bushels. They were off 14% on the week, off about 15% versus the same week last year. Uh, soybean shipments for the current market year are down, I think, 9% versus the same period last year. Wheat shipments were actually okay, or better at least, up 39% on the week, about 11 
11 million bushels of wheat shipped. Um, so I think the big glaring problem when it comes to exports is, is corn, and we need some more sales. Now, USDA did report some flash sales yesterday. Nothing fantastic here. 141,000 metric tons of corn uh, for delivery to Mexico for the current marketing year. Uh, 132,000 metric tons of soybeans to unknown destinations. That looks like a China number. But uh, in any case, some small flash sales yesterday. We could use some more corn business. Uh, absolutely. The cattle market was... Um, we were lower in live cattle and I'm sorry, higher in live cattle and sharply lower in a couple of these feeder cattle contracts yesterday. Uh, we have a cattle on feed report and also a hogs and pigs report on Friday afternoon ahead of the holiday. Uh, outside markets, U.S. dollar is down. Again, the, the uh, Japanese currency is up like three or four percent this morning, which is a big move. S&P's up two points. The Dow's up 50. Bonds are off uh, more than a full handle. Gold's up 21 bucks. Uh, crude oil's up about a dollar in the 76, 77 range. Everybody have a great day today. Uh, I will be uh, talking to you guys tomorrow.